You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after another 3-2 ball game for the Atlanta Braves, but they found themselves on the right side of that 3-2 score on Wednesday night at Truist Park. They even up their series with the Colorado Rockies. They snap a three-game losing streak, and they have themselves in position to win yet another series. And, of course, we'll be talking to you about all of the things that happened in this game and getting you ready for Game 3, which will come your way on Thursday. Before we get into any of that, though, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube. Make sure you hit the button for alerts every time we drop a new episode. And make sure you've subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Well, Jake, the Braves did, I think, a little bit of all the things that have been the winning formula for them all year long. They score first. They hit home runs. They got a great start. Everything seemed to add up to a much better night at the ballpark for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I think they're getting close. And obviously, Ronald turning to the lineup helps that. And, you know, you take all the wins you get. It got a little sketchy there at the end. But like you said, got some big home runs in this game from a couple of your key players. Got another fantastic performance from Kyle Wright on the mound and a much needed win for this Braves team, a close win after losing three straight close games to be able to come back and win this one and get on the right side of things. And hopefully a chance to win this series. Yep. Another chance to win a series. As you mentioned, Ronald Acuna jr. Back in the lineup, the Braves had just lost three games in a row and Ronald Acuna jr. Had just missed three games in a row. And I don't believe in coincidences. And I also believe that the Braves are a much better team when he's in the lineup. So Great to see his name back at the top of the order. He was DHing. He was involved in the run scoring in this game. And so we will jump in and talk about game number 131 for the Braves this season. Middle contest of the three-game set against Colorado. Rockies dropped to 56-75. and 75, Two runs that came late. Uh, six home, uh, excuse me, six hits, no errors, and six men left on base. A two-run homer uh, got them on the board in the ninth inning, of all things. Braves, though, able to weather that storm. Three runs, five hits, one error, and four men left on base as they improved to 80-51 and 51 on the year. And Kyle Wright picks up the win. 17-5 and five is his record now. He leads Major League Baseball in victories. We'll talk a lot about the success of Kyle Wright on this night and what he's meant to the rotation this season, but just another great outing for him. Ryan Feltner takes the loss, drops to 2-6. and six. Kenley Jansen survived a scare in the ninth inning to lock down save number 30, the eighth time in his career he has reached a 30-save plateau in a season. A game lasted two hours, 29 minutes, crowd of 29,554. We're on hand to see it. Austin Riley, his 32nd home run of the year, got the Braves on the board in the first inning. It was a two-run shot. Then Ronald Acuna Jr. added a solo blast for insurance later. That insurance policy the Braves did end up cashing in on as well. So Ronald playing a big part in the game. Austin Riley getting back in the home run column. It's been a little bit fewer and further between here in the month of August, but a big one on this night to help back up Kyle Wright. So let's talk about the, uh, the Braves starting pitcher because I feel like if you want to look at what Kyle Wright has done this year, it has been the consistency of the quality that he has brought for the Braves. Max Fried may be the ace of the Braves, the number one starter, their big game pitcher, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel like Kyle Wright has been their most consistent pitcher every fifth day. Seven innings pitch, five hits, no runs on this night, two walks and six strikeouts, 96 pitches, stayed in the strike zone with 63 of those. And Jake, just more of the same from Kyle Wright and what has really been a breakthrough season, a revelation for the Braves pitching staff, and in particular, the starting five. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we knew it was possible for him to have this type of, or maybe not this type, but a breakout season, sure. you know, to at least just earn a spot in the rotation, something he hadn't done. And, 
you mentioned the consistency. We talked about this after Charlie Morton's last start. Who do you trust in a postseason rotation right now? You look at what Spencer Strider's doing. You know what he's giving you just about every time out. You know, it's dominance for five or six innings. And you look at what Kyle Wright's doing, and you know just about every time out he's giving you six, seven innings of two earned or less. So, to me, those guys are moving up in the pecking order as far as the starting rotation for the Braves is right now behind Max Freed. But sticking with Kyle Wright, you know, what he's been able to do, that just consistency that he's given you, it's really been great to watch. And on this night, you know, his curveball has been his best pitch for him. It's his go-to pitch, but I really like the way that he used the sinker tonight. Got a couple of big ground ball outs, got a couple of double plays. So, mm-hmm. you know, learning what pitches are working best for him each night and going to that and using that to his effectiveness. So I just really love the the, the maturation process of, process of Kyle Wright and what he's become for the Braves this year. And like you said, I mean, I think you could slot him in it at number two or number three in a postseason rotation because of that consistency that he gives you every time out. Yeah, he really does. It was, again, on this night's seven shutout innings. He's got his ERA down to 2.85 on the year. That's seventh best in the National League. And as I mentioned, 17 victories now. That leads Major League Baseball. He's got a chance at 20 wins. And this matches Max Fried as the most by a brave starting pitcher in quite some time, I believe, in the last eight seasons. The only other pitcher to get up to 17 victories, I believe, was Tim Hudson, and that had been quite some time uh, for an Atlanta Braves starter to reach that level. And so as you look at pitcher wins maybe not being what they once were and not being the end-all, be-all of the way you measure the success of any pitcher, starter or otherwise, a chance to get to 20 wins for Kyle Wright as we move into September and he has his last, what, five or maybe six starts left this season, it would be a pretty big feather in his cap having come into the year with just two major league victories, regular season anyway, to go out and pick up a 20-win season in his first full year in the Braves rotation. Whether 20 wins means as much as it used to or not, to me, it'd be pretty darn meaningful for Kyle Wright to get there. Yeah, especially it hasn't been done since 2003 in a Braves uniform. I think it would be pretty special. I kind of mapped this out on the podcast the other week. He could potentially have six more starts if they Mm -hmm. stay on schedule depending on how things play out i could see them skipping a start a start here or two maybe giving somebody else you know cal moeller or somebody else getting a start maybe mike soroka um so you know i could see them doing that and maybe him not getting you know full six more starts but still he's got an opportunity and you know some winnable games i think he's got some games potentially against the nationals and uh the marlins later in the year so i think would be a really neat thing again like you said i know pitcher wins don't mean as much as they used to but I still I still think that would be a huge accomplishment. And like you said, something that hasn't been done in almost 20 years in a Braves uniform. So, you know, anytime you're talking about something that hasn't been done in, in two decades, I mean, I think that would be a pretty cool accomplishment for Kyle Wright, especially with where he's come come from. Yeah, you absolutely read my mind. If it hadn't been done in that long, it might be worth doing again. And it might as well be Kyle Wright to kind of cap off what has been a terrific season for him. And a, really just an, an absolute boost to the Braves rotation, which may have had some questions at the end of that Uh, starting five coming into spring training and may still have a question or two here or there about who's going to be perhaps in that playoff rotation as you mapped out. But, you know, Kyle Wright has got his name right there on the list of the Braves' best starting pitchers this year with Max Fried and Spencer Strider. I don't think there's any question about that. We're going to talk a little bit more about what went on for the Braves' offense, the Braves' bullpen, the return of Ronald Acuna Jr., and get you set up for game three of the series as well. But let me tell you about Coffee AM because they are the the official – uh, sponsor of the Braves postcast. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster. Go to coffeeam.com slash locked on today and get a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, and gift sets. That's coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use the coupon code locked on at checkout. Get 15% off your first order. 
coffees, teas, gift sets, all kinds of good stuff over there at coffeeam.com slash locked on. Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. As I mentioned, the Braves, they got their runs on home runs, and, well, so did the Rockies, for that matter. A two-run homer for Austin Riley is 32nd of the year, just one away from matching his career high set last season. Ronald Acuna Jr., meanwhile, back after missing three games, Jake, a big swing for him on this home run, 444 feet to straightaway center field, 111 miles an hour off the bat. That's the kind of swing we haven't seen as much of from Ronald, but I felt like he looked pretty good at the plate on this night. Yeah, I thought he had some really good swings. Almost had a double in his first at bat before he he struck out of all just foul. But yeah, that ball he hit to center field. I mean, that you know, I talked last night kind of the worrisomeness that I have with him because of that knee and just the way he's talking about it, he doesn't trust it. But when you see him do things like that, that certainly gives you that hope that you know he can certainly he has we know he has that capability. We just haven't seen the home run power from him a lot this year as consistently as we normally do. So Hopefully he gets going. We all know at some point it's coming, and hopefully it comes now. What better time than the last couple of months of the season? Yeah, this would be a great time for it for Ronald Acuna Jr. to get hot. He's had a had a really good month of August. I guess we're closing that out. Braves went eighteen and ten in August. Ronald was, I believe, batting well over three hundred. His on base percentage was way up. And while the home runs haven't been there in bunches, nights like. Uh, Wednesday night at Truist Park, where he hits one nearly four hundred and fifty feet and just absolutely tattoos the ball. Maybe that's something we'll be seeing over the final few weeks of the regular season and in the postseason where you'd very much like to see Ronald Acuna Jr. doing Ronald Acuna Jr. things. He and Austin Riley's provided the offense for the Braves. A nice moment for uh, Michael Tolia in the ninth inning against Kenley Jansen. It wasn't so great for the Braves' closer. Two-run homer for uh, Tolia. That was his first career home run, so congratulations to him. And we can say that because the Braves were able to hang on for a one-run win. I felt like Kinley did get a little bit squeezed on the walk prior to the home run, but, you know, all's well that ends well, as they say, and as I often say, and maybe I'll get the T-shirts printed up. You can win ugly, but you can't lose pretty, and the Braves were able to win, and I don't think it was altogether that ugly on Wednesday night. Again, save number 30 for Kinley Jansen, also the 390th of his big league career, so he continues to climb towards the 400-save plateau. Uh, Meanwhile, we always have to check in on how the Mets are doing because the Braves continue to look up at them in the standings. Mets beat the Dodgers behind Jacob deGrom tonight. Two to one was the final score. That means the Braves end up being three games back just as they came into the day as they head into the finale against the Rockies on Thursday. Braves, though, do end their three-game slide, just the second three-game losing streak for the Braves all season long. So they have been able to avoid a prolonged losing skid, but the Braves need to turn this thing around and grab a winning streak, Jake, because you want to be winning every game that you possibly can. And the Braves just missed a couple of opportunities in which the Mets lost back-to-back games, but the Braves were busy losing three in a row. So you do kind of feel like you missed a chance to really tighten this race up heading into September. Yeah, the margin for error right now for the Braves is very thin. They dug themselves a hole in the first two months of the season, and the Mets are a very good team, and they have a very soft schedule the rest of the way. You mentioned it in yesterday's postcast. So, I mean, you kind of joked earlier in the postcast, but they really do have to win, it seems like, every game if they're going to come back and beat the Mets in the NL East, at least keep it within two to three games, and you have that three-game series left with them, which you get to that point, and you pretty much just have to sweep them in order to win the division. So even though it's just three games back, it is going to be a tough road because of the schedules that each team has the rest of the way, uh, but certainly have a chance to do so. But like you said, you got to get on a roll. You got to got to win just about every single game. Definitely have to win just about every series the rest of the way. Yeah, I mentioned this on the postcast on Tuesday night as well, but Ozzie Albies will be joining AAA Gwinnett. The team officially announced it. 
He'll start his rehab assignment on Thursday. Mike Soroka, meanwhile, will start on Friday for Gwinnett. Goal for him in that start is 90 pitches, Jake. And if Mike Soroka has reached the 90 pitch count, I have to believe that he could be closing in on the opportunity to rejoin the Atlanta rotation. And as you mentioned earlier, depending on how they choose to use everybody, if they want to give somebody rest, skip a start here or there, being able to add Mike Soroka in there would be pretty nice. And and perhaps he could debut as soon as that West Coast road trip. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much, but a couple of big contributors for the Braves, at least as you know, names that have helped them win in the past that could be coming back in in September, particularly Ozzy Albies, who, of course, has been part of all the Braves winning. But the long road back to the major leagues for Mike Soroka could be nearing its conclusion, and that will be something exciting to see when, in fact, that does happen. Uh, let's take a look at Game 3 against Colorado after I tell you about BetOnline.net, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games, reviews and news of every league, MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and golf as well. Head on over to BetOnline.net today. Use your mobile device to find out more about the action that's happening at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. Braves will be starting Spencer Strider in Game 3 on uh, Thursday afternoon, or th- excuse me, Thursday evening against Colorado. Strider's eight and four on the season. Chad Cool's going to get the start. He is six and seven on the year for Colorado. Seven twenty p.m. Eastern time is that first pitch. And honestly, Jake, as far as Spencer Strider is concerned, I really feel like it. Pardon the pun that he's really hit his stride here in the month of August. After maybe there being some question about, hey, when teams see him that second time, is he going to be able to pass that test? He had a couple of hiccups against the New York Mets. Was that going to be indicative of any struggles here you know, down the stretch? And thus far, the answer to that and his last three starts against some first-place teams has been no, no, and no. Yeah, I mean, he's he's passed all the tests. I mean, that was the biggest question for me. First question when Strider joined the rotation is, can he hold up that velocity for six innings? Mm-hmm. He's checked that. You know, how are teams going to adjust to him, a guy that pretty much throws two pitches? You know, he's passed that and still been able – to be dominant. So, uh, I mean, again, I think he's passed just about every test you could have asked of him in his early, you know, goings of his career here this year. And like we talked about, I think he deserves to be considered, you know, either right there, right behind Max Fried in the rotation or at least third with what he's done. Uh, so just looking for another dominant outing for him. And again, hopefully the Braves offense can get going. Another pitcher and Chad Cool, they have the ability to do that against. He has a 202 whip over his last seven starts, 18 walks and 30 and a two thirds innings. So, this is a guy we the Braves offense really needs to get going against just three runs on Wednesday night. Was enough for the win, but still looking for them to kind of break out of this mini slump that they're in. Yeah, it's been a little bit of a tougher sledding for the Braves, particularly with runners in scoring position. They only had one chance with a runner in scoring position on Wednesday night and were 0 for 1. So I'm not really going to mark that down as a terrible night particularly because they hit the couple of home runs they needed to to win the game. But yeah, you'd like to see him start manufacturing some runs. We've seen some different lineups and machinations from Brian Snitker lately. I know Ronald Acuna Jr. was out, but Michael Harris has been kind of moving around in that lineup. It'll be interesting to see how that continues. And of course, as we get into September, the race is on. The Braves are going to try to track down the Mets at the very least. They are holding on to the top wild card spot in the National League, but seven big meetings with the Philadelphia Phillies are also awaiting in September. And oh, by the way, that man, Bryce Harper, is back for the Phillies. So it should be some interesting head-to-head battles for the Braves and the Phillies. But those are games we'll talk about on another edition of the Braves Postcast. We're all done with this one. Make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Atlanta right here on YouTube and make sure you subscribe to Locked On Braves wherever 
you get your podcast. The Braves winners tonight, 3-2 to two over the Rockies in Game 2. It's Spencer Strider and Chad Cool in Game 3. 7.20 p.m. Eastern time is the first pitch at Truist Park. So that will draw us to a close once again. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We will catch you after Game 3 for the Braves and Rockies. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 